Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. Thank you for joining us. As believers in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, it is vital that we possess the mind of Christ. How do we do that? By consistently studying and applying God's word daily. We are compelled to let the mind of Christ be in us and assures us that as the children of God, we can have the mind of Christ. The question is, do we exercise this God-given gift daily? No matter what is going on around us, we should not fear but trust God because he is with us from our beginning to our end. There is no wiggle room here. Either we trust God or we... Let's pray. And Father, we pray that you use me now to preach truth in the power of your Holy Spirit. I cannot do this without you, Lord. I need you now. Help me, Jesus. I pray that the people who are listening by life Facebook, um, the media platforms, and the Spirit Center, right here in the sanctuary, would attune their ears to that which you would have us to know this morning. We pray against satanic distractions. Help us now. Save, revive, transform, renew in Jesus' name. And all God's children said, Amen. Amen. Uh, We are doing the series on the mind of Christ. We've been doing it every Sunday this month. And and, uh, we want you to turn to Philippians 2, 5. It's two scriptures in particular we're going to look at. But they are are the theme scriptures uh, from which we will be developing a number of scriptures to the glory of God. Uh, Philippians 2, 5 is the first scripture. And 1 Corinthians 2, 16b is the second scripture. Uh, Philippians 2, chapter 2, verse 5 says, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Then 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 16b says, But we have the mind of Christ. But we have the mind of Christ. Want to preach again the priority of believers possessing the mind of Christ. The priority of believers possessing the mind of Christ. It is absolutely amazing how believers in the Lord's church can be saved by the same Jesus. We can read the same Bible. We can hear the same sermons. We can have the same Heavenly Father. We can be indwelt by the same Holy Spirit and going to the same Heavenly home. And yet many think so differently when we speak about and process the issues of life. Beloved, what kind of mind do you have? What kind of mind do you have? 
Do you have a worldly mind, a carnal mind? Is your mind a pornographic mind, a confused mind? Is your mind a rebellious mind, or are you just outright stubborn in your mind? Do you have a negative mind, a weak mind, a social mind? You're just a socialite. Anywhere the happening is, you got you just have a mind to be there. Do you have a worried mind or do you have a lazy mind, a do-nothing mind? What about a jealous mind, a greedy mind, an ungrateful mind, or an angry mind? Or do you possess a creative mind? Do you possess an intellectual mind, a spiritually mature mind, and a Christ-centered mind? Many believers are all over the place when it comes to their mindset. Beloved, of all these mindsets given, the greatest mind we can have is the mind of Christ. Say mind of Christ. I ask again, what kind of mind do you have and what is the spiritual condition of your mind? What is the spiritual condition of your mind? If you do not possess the mind of Christ, you are destined to struggle with life issues. If you don't have the mind of Christ, you're going to live in uncertainty. If you don't have the mind of Christ, you're going to experience restlessness. If you don't have the mind of Christ, you're going to live at the level of mediocrity. If you don't have the mind of Christ, you're going to lack spiritual fulfillment and not reach your potential in Christ. Beloved, it is God's will that we all cultivate the mind of Christ, for it is the surest way to please and glorify Christ in this life. You cannot please the Lord Jesus Christ apart from having the mind of Christ. Now, the Lord directed me to preach this series on the mind of Christ because so many people, including believers, are struggling with their mental mindset. As a matter of fact, some are even on the brink of losing their minds. There's an old saying from the United Negro College Fund that says a mind is a terrible thing to waste. Many minds today are wasting away because of drugs. Many minds are wasting away because of alcohol. Many minds are wasting away because of idleness and lack of motivation. Many minds are wasting away because the person is in a habitual rut. Beloved, your mind, listen, if you will, your mind is fearfully and wonderfully made with tremendous potential. That God-given mind that God put in your skull has tremendous Potential to the glory of God. And the purpose of this message is to stimulate your mind, to stir up your mind, and to minister to your mind so that God can do extraordinary things through you. With that being said, what is the mind of Christ? What is the mind of Christ? To have the mind of Christ is to think like Christ. To have the mind of Christ is to think like Christ. The mind of Christ is to govern our lives by the words of Christ 
and govern our lives by the Holy Spirit. It is to govern our lives by the words of Christ and the Holy Spirit. The mind of Christ, it is to surrender our lives and our minds to Christ. It is to be guided by the Lord's thoughts and divine purposes. The mind of Christ is to be guided by the Lord's thoughts, the word of God and divine purposes. You know what the mind of Christ is? It is a mind saturated with the word of God. The mind of Christ emanates from one who is obedient to the will and word of God. The mind of Christ emanates from one who is obedient to the will and word of God. I really hope that you document everything you possibly can because you need this message and someone you know and love or perhaps a friend or acquaintance or a student or someone is struggling with their mental state. And this message is designed to bring balance in your mind, to minister to your mind. It's for the purpose of recalibrating your mind to the glory of God. Well, we just said, now, what is the mind of Christ? Uh, let's transition and ask another question. What hinders believers from possessing the mind of Christ? What hinders believers from possessing the mind of Christ? The mind of Christ is, is not going to just ooze on you. You have to be intentional about desiring the mind of Christ. But there are some things that's going to hinder you from having a kingdom mindset a mind that represents Christ. So what hinders believers from possessing the mind of Christ? Number one, many believers do not have the mind of Christ because the Lord has not opened their hearts. Many believers do not have the mind of Christ because the Lord has not opened their hearts. If the Lord has not opened your heart, if you're not saved by God, you cannot have the mind of Christ. You have to know God before you can have the mind of Christ. Acts chapter 16, verse 14 says, one of those listening was a woman from the city of Thyatira named Lydia, a dealer in purple cloth. She was a worshiper of God. Now underline this, the Lord opened her heart to respond to Paul's message. Ah, that's huge. The Lord opened her heart to respond to Paul's message. Is your heart open or is it closed? Beloved, you put yourself at a tremendous disadvantage when your mind is closed because your mind is not spiritually tuned to the word of God. When your mind is closed, it's closed to the spirit of God. When your mind is closed, you cannot sense the promptings of God. When your mind is closed, you cannot receive direction from God. A closed mind is a terrible thing in the sight of God. Some folk have a closed mind and don't even know it. And sometimes you hear something a preacher says through the Bible, coming from the Word. I don't want to hear that. It don't take all that. Uh, okay. Okay. You, 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 there are consequences. Like Lydia, until the Lord opens your heart, 
your mind is spiritually closed. Until the Lord opens your heart, your mind is spiritually closed and your mind is unresponsive to the things of God. This is why believers can sit in church, sit right next to each other within the church. And one person has his heart opens to receive the word of God, resulting in transformation of life, resulting in joy and spiritual maturity. Whereas the person sitting right next to them have a closed heart to the truth of God's word because of possessing a secular worldview. Their heart is closed because they repel and resist the word of God, refuse to conform to conform his or her life to the scriptures, which results in that person being in a state of spiritual regression. When your mind is closed, there's a loss of joy. When your mind is closed, there's a lack of fulfillment. When your mind is closed, your mind becomes carnal. Beloved, you cannot have the mind of Christ until the Lord spiritually open your heart so that you can see the word of God, hear the word of God, and understand the gospel of Christ. I ask you again, is your mind open to the gospel or is it closed? It's not both open and closed. There's no such thing as half open and half closed. Now I got my mind, I shut out that that I won't and take in what I want. Oh no, it's either open or it's closed. Number two, believers do not possess the mind of Christ because they are spiritually immature and need to grow up. You cannot have the mind of Christ being a spiritual baby. First Peter chapter two, verse two says like newborn infants long for the pure spiritual milk that by it you may grow up into salvation. We cannot expect spiritual babies to have the mind of Christ because they are undisciplined. Spiritual babies are selfish. They are carnal. You know, if a spiritual baby, you know your spiritual baby, this is my seat. She's in my seat. This is my parking spot. You know, this, where, where is my name? My name was left. How could, how, how could they leave my name off? I've been here 40 years. You could be here 40 years and be a spiritual baby. Spiritual babies are selfish. They are carnal. And they seek to gratify and bring pleasure to their fleshly desires. You know your spiritual baby when you can be in church 20 years and still don't even give 2% to the Lord. You may have a position in the church, but you're a spiritual baby. You look spiritual, but, but God didn't say look spiritual. He said be spiritual. Look, the amen's just dried up. Can, can we get a big Amen. I mean, if you say you're mature, you ought to give like you're mature. You don't give like you're a spiritual baby. This is why spiritual growth is so essential to the Christian life. Babies and toddlers are known for making a mess that you have to constantly clean up. And such is the case within the church. We cannot be of the same mind if we have the majority uh, of people in the Lord's church being spiritual babies all over the church. And a very few spiritually mature people, saints, possessing the mind of Christ. If you got maybe 1% spiritually mature and 99% immature in babies, you are going to give the mature folk a heart attack, stress. They're going to collapse because there's no way that 1% of the spiritual mature can help 99% of the church that's, that's not mature. 
Oh, yeah, thank you. You helped me right out. <laughs> Where are you? Are you mature? Or are you immature? Are you, are you a baby? A toddler? Or are you spiritually grown up? And you know you're spiritually grown up when people can look at you strangely, uh, people can say something you don't like, and you don't run away because your feelings hurt. You don't wear your feelings on your shoulder. Uh, a spiritual mature person, they have a tender heart and tough skin because they realize they're in it for the long haul. Number four, if believers love the world and the things in it, it will hinder them from possessing the mind of Christ. If believers love the world and the things in it, it will hinder them from possessing the mind of Christ. First John two fifteen a says, do not love the world or the things in the world. If you passionately love and pursue the things of this world, it will shift your mind from a spiritual mindset to a worldly, carnal, and materialistic mindset, which gives Satan room to seduce your mind and bring you under his influence when you love the world and the things in it. You cannot have the mind of Christ and a worldly mindset at the same time. Did you hear that? You can't have the mind of Christ and a worldly mindset at the same time. When you love the Lord with all your heart, it keeps your mind fixed and focused on him who safeguards your mind. When your mind is fixed on Jesus, the Lord preserves your mind. When your mind is fixed on Jesus, the Lord protects your mind. When your mind is fixed on Jesus, he protects your mind in the midst of a satanic attacks against your mind and the negative influences of this world system. He guards your mind. He puts a hedge around your mind. He keeps Satan from penetrating and doing due damage in the context of your mind. Number five, many believers do not possess the mind of Christ because they have a closer fellowship with the children of darkness than with the children of light. Many believers do not possess the mind of Christ because they have a closer fellowship with the children of darkness than with the Lord and the children of light. Second Corinthians 6.14 says, Do not be yoked together with unbelievers, for what do righteousness and wickedness have in common? Or what fellowship can light have with darkness? You come in here as dark, cut the lights on, light dispels the darkness. There are believers who are so entangled by their associations with and the thinking of the children of darkness that it interferes with their ability to have spiritual clarity of mind because you're so entangled with the children of darkness until you begin to think like them on the issues of life. Just because a person is articulate, just because a person is persuasive, charismatic, appealing, just because a person is impressive, compelling, knowledgeable, and intelligent, does not mean that they are spiritual or of benefit to you. Their influence will hinder you from possessing the mind of Christ if you have intimate fellowship with them. Now, don't take this to the extreme, extreme and say, well, Pastor Draper said, I can't associate with any lost folk or anybody. No, you have to be light in the midst of darkness, but you just can't yoke yourself up. You can't do business with them. You can't marry them. You can't be dating them and on and on. You can't have intimate fellowship to that extent. So it's all right to have unbelievers in your life because if you don't, how do you get a witness out for Jesus? 
And some of you are so insulated with Christians, you can't witness nobody because everybody in your life got to be a Christian. The plumber, the electrician, the garbage man, the mailman. Everybody got to be a Christian. So how, how do you say God loves you? <laughs> everybody say, you need some lost folk in your life so you can pray. <laughs> Number six, it is, <laughs> it is important for you to have the mind of Christ because you behave as you think. It is important for you to have the mind of Christ because you behave as you think. I love that passage in Proverbs 23, 7a, which says, for, for as he thinks in his heart, so is he. That's big. You know something? Listen to this. The heart reveals the essence and reality of the person. Oh, you buy somebody over to your house. Uh, oh, oh, go get you some more. You want some more fried chicken? You want some more collard green? You know, they eat in your body. You say, they eat too much. I wish they cut back. I want, I want to have some leftovers for myself next. I'm not going to have nothing. These greedy folk in your mind, you saying all this? You might be generously looking like you're generous, but inside you just as stingy as you can be because your heart is stingy. You just putting on a generous facade. You get the point. Whatever a person thinks in their heart, so is he. The heart reveals the essence and reality of a person. If you think like Christ, then you will behave like Christ and not bring shame upon his holy name. This is why it is so important that you take every thought captive uh, that is not of God and is satanic in origin to the obedience of Christ. Second Corinthians 10, five says we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought, say every thought. That's a lot of thought. Do you know how many thoughts come at you? You know how many thoughts you have a day? And all those thoughts are not holy thoughts that's coming. Every thought to make it obedience to Christ. Beloved, the battle is for your mind. Satan wants your mind. And you know what? Sadly, some of you have given Satan too much of your mind and too much room to work in your mind. And that's why you're in the mental state that you are in. Satan knows that when he has the mind, he has the child. When he has the mind, he has the woman. When he has the mind, he has the mother. When he has the mind, he has the father. I pose a question to you. Who is in control of your mind? Is it God or is it Satan? Number seven, believers cannot have the mind of Christ while thinking on evil things. Believers cannot have the mind of Christ while thinking on evil things. For your mind to be spiritually healthy and well-balanced, you must not allow it to become low-minded. If your mind is going to be healthy and well-balanced, you cannot allow your mind or permit your mind to become immoral. You cannot permit your mind to become sinful. You cannot permit your mind to become deceptive. You cannot permit your mind to become double-minded. You have to guard your mind. These are satanic devices to keep you in a hot mess mentally. Ephesians 2, 3 says, among these unbelievers, we all once lived in the passions of our flesh. You know, all of us lived out our fleshly tendencies before having Christ. 
You did some of everything. You thought some of everything. You said some of everything. You, we've been some of everything. Won't y'all just, if you, if you, you ain't been holy all you, you wasn't born holy. Now don't, 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 don't go there. You're lying in the house. Come repent the flying. <laughs> among these unbelievers, says Ephesians 2, 3, among these unbelievers, we all once live in the passions of our flesh, our unredeemed flesh, our behavior governed by the sinful self, indulging the desires of human nature without the Holy Spirit. When you weren't saved, you didn't have the Holy Spirit to restrain the evil in you because you were unregenerate. You were pagan. And I was too. I'm not in this pulpit because I deserve to be here. I'm here by grace alone. Yeah. Hey, boy, why don't you say amen? Yeah. And you're saving, you're sitting there, and you're serving, not because you've been all that. You are what you are by grace alone, through faith alone, to the glory of God, what? Alone. There is an old gospel song that says, Be not dismayed, whatever betides, God will take care of you. Beneath his wings of love abide, through every day or all the way, God will take care of you. Therefore, we have no need to fear, even through trials, tribulations, and the troubles of this world. We must exercise the priority of possessing the mind of Christ. Believers of the Lord Jesus Christ, be of good cheer. For he has overcome the world. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching by Pastor Rander or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit us at Maranatha Bible Church located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North in Converse, Texas, or call us at 210-821-5683. If you would like to make a special donation to support the radio ministry of Maranatha Bible Church, please visit our website at maranathasa.org. Select the Give option and choose the Radio Broadcast Support Fund. Thank you very much for your generosity. Come worship with the Maranatha Bible Church family on Father's Day, Sunday, June 18th at 10 a.m. On this special day, our worship celebration will express love, gratitude, and appreciation to all fathers and grandfathers. Pastor Rander Draper has a special message prepared for you that will encourage, bless, and strengthen you during these very challenging times. Come celebrate Father's Day with us.